How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Pib Talks. My name is CJ Nieves. On this episode, I have a special guest, Anthony White, on here to talk to us a little bit about cryptocurrencies, ICOs, and investing into the crypto market and what it has for us over these next years. Hope you guys like it. Let's go. All right, what is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Pip Talks. We are out here killing the game. We got another guest speaker, the man, the myth, the legend, the master of cryptocurrencies. I've learned more from cryptocurrencies from this guy than anyone else so far, Anthony White. How are you doing, Anthony? What's up? What's up? I'm actually doing pretty well, man. It's a pleasure to be on here with you, CJ. I have the utmost admiration for you. You're actually killing the Forex market. You know, we we come from different walks of life, but when it comes to these charts, whether it's helping people succeed financially through cryptocurrency or Forex, you're doing the right thing, man. I'm glad to be on this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. The pleasure's all mine, man. So, so give our listeners right now a little bit of like a short rundown of like what brought you into investing? What brought you into cryptocurrency? And then how you jumped over from cryptocurrency into the Forex world now as well? So it's actually funny because be, being a worker, you know, working a full-time job and being a college student, that's actually what brought me into the cryptocurrency realm. At the time, I was actually a security guard at Trump Towers over in Sunny Isles Beach. And, you know, the residents over there, they're multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires. Like, these guys are living, waking up to their penthouse views. And, you know, so anything that they told me held weight. Why? Because they're in a position that I would love to be in. They have the results that I want. So one day, you know, I'm walking around doing my patrol, and one of the residents actually told me, hey, do you know about cryptocurrency? I said, no. He said, have you heard about Bitcoin? I said, no. He began laughing. He said, bro. You didn't even hear about Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> bro, he literally, he, he literally changed my life with that one conversation. He told me to look up cryptocurrency, look up blockchain, look up Bitcoin, and get back with him. I didn't see that resident since that day, but that one conversation changed my life forever. At the time I invested in Bitcoin, this was in March of 2017, I believe. When I invested in Bitcoin, I bought one whole Bitcoin for the price of $865. Jeez. All right. I actually brought my money up to $1,198, almost $1,200. So call it $1,200. And I sold my Bitcoin. My initial reaction was, hey, I made approximately 350 bucks. Jesus Christ, that's almost 50% ROI. Not everyone sees 50% return on investment on their first investment. You know, you hear people lose it all or people lose a percentage on their first investment. But you don't hear of much people making 40 plus percent gains, capital gains on their initial investment. So that opened my mind. Then Bitcoin played a trick on me. After I withdrew at $1,200, I just seen Bitcoin go like this. Moving up like a rocket, right? And when I thought to myself, $865, 
could have easily turned into 20 grand if I properly educated myself and didn't just blindly throw money into a market and think, hey, you know, I, I got over on Bitcoin. I made money. Bitcoin is the one suffering now. I wasn't familiar with stocks. That was my first investment in March of 2017. Let me tell you something. I watched Bitcoin go to $2,000, $3,000, $4,000. I immediately began itching my head. And at that time, I was only an investor on Coinbase. Coinbase had two, three currencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. I seen Ether, Ethereum at 40 bucks. Ethereum, the all-time high last year was a little over 1,300 bucks. Right? I, didn't, I did not invest in Ethereum. I did invest in Litecoin, right? I bought Litecoin when Litecoin was at $3 a pop. Imagine that. Wow. Still didn't know much about cryptocurrency. I just knew, hey, if Bitcoin could do this and people are saying Litecoin is the silver to Bitcoin's gold, why can I not pull a Bitcoin on Bitcoin? <laughs> so I did invest $1,000 into Litecoin, doubled my money. My biggest regret was pulling out, right? Litecoin was only at $6 when I pulled my money out. I owned with $1,000, I bought at $3. I owned over 333 Litecoin, right? After Coinbase took their fees, probably about 327, right? Litecoin for one coin, I did reinvest at 94 bucks a pop. Wow. Do you know how much that hurt me? Sheesh. That same Litecoin that you sold for $6, you bought them back at $94. Come on, man. History has a way of repeating this. The thing is, like, everybody, like, when you first get started, everyone's got to make those, those mistakes and everyone has regrets. Like, you don't know, like, in Forex, it's a little bit different because you're not, like, buying into something and holding it to invest it. You're taking a trade. But everybody has those losses or they have those times. Even, like, in your case, they were wins but they could have been so much more. So everybody has those times when like they pull out of a trade and you know, they're profiting like 50 pips and then it shoots up to 200, 300, 400 pips. And they're like, why did I pull out? So like, what do you think about um, the education side of it? Like, like as you've learned more, now you've been able to see things in the market and cryptocurrency that lets you know, Hey, I should probably hold this a little bit longer or, hey, I should probably get out now because, I mean, people who weren't educated who are in your same situation, you invested in March 2017. But if you were that same person in March 2018 who mortgaged his house to buy Bitcoin at 20 grand, instead of making that, that $1,200 in profit, you would have lost 20 grand and been in a really bad financial situation. So the same two people without education, just jumping into the market blindly at different times had completely different results. But if both of those persons had been patient and educated themselves before jumping into the market, it would have been a completely different game. Completely different. And that's the thing with crypto, this market, it's a new market. A lot of people think, hey, I can predict crypto. No, you cannot. Bitcoin was around since 2009, 2010. Crypto is based on market sentiment right? When the bulls are in control, there is no ceiling as to how high the crypto market can, can go. The bull run went up to 849, $843 billion last year before the market, you know, began to simmer down and have that, have this steep retracement. 
because that's all it is. It's a steep retracement. You hear a lot of people saying, hey, Bitcoin's dead. You know, cryptocurrency is a thing of the past. No, it's not. <laughs> I can't, I can't see that being true just based on a guy who's so huge on technical analysis mm -hmm. and so big on price action. And when I do look at cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, and you look at it, it can't be dead because it's established such a strong support level right now at where it's constantly at to where even though the market has been in this area where it's not moving up and it's not having a bull run, it's also failing to break below that, what, $5,000 range. And the, the movement ups are getting smaller and then the movements downs are getting smaller to where it's going to have to have another explosion again soon. And it doesn't seem like it's going to push below that 5,000. If it does, people are going to be panicking for the, for the wood. <laughs> you, know, you know where, where everybody is at right now. Everybody's looking at Bitcoin like, look, we're just waiting for that next bull run, waiting for that next bull run. But I mean, based on price action, it's really holding that support there. I mean, if you know anything about market analysis, if, if something's holding that strong of a support, you know, it's most likely just going to break to the upside. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. When Bitcoin had that surge to $20,000, it was futures that caused Bitcoin to surge, you know, to $20,000. Now that the SEC has ruled Bitcoin as a commodity, Jesus Christ, do you know the market cap of gold? Gold is a commodity. Doesn't gold have a, I'm not sure if it's a $7 trillion or $32 trillion market cap? I'm not sure about the market cap, but I do know if you look, and it's very similar. I've seen a picture of the charts side by side. If you look mm -hmm. at gold from inception on the markets to be, being a commodity, to Bitcoin being a commodity on the market, their spike up is surprisingly similar from gold to its high, from Bitcoin to its high of 20000 and then at that point, both commodities stabilized off. And I, I feel like that's what's happening right now. Is Bitcoin is stabilizing, finding a zone where it's more comfortable at the price, finding its true value. And from there, it's going to just have its regular fluctuations as these next five, 10 years go along. Like just because gold shot up so high and then ended up simmering down and finding its, its level that it's more comfortable at did not mean that gold was going to end up being worth nothing. It just meant that gold was finding where its true market value was. You had a huge bull run of people jumping into the markets. Too many people jumped into the market. There was an overbuying of Bitcoin. And now at this point, it's gotten to a point where people are kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen now. And you, you do know what that is, correct? Um, that was all of the retail money. These whales, they were manipulating the markets. Why? Because all of that retail money, hey, Bitcoin, 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 you hear Bloomberg, all you hear is Bitcoin, Bitcoin, you hear NBC News, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Oh. Anything, any, anything money related, you heard Bitcoin. Yeah. Right? And Bit the crazy thing was, I didn't know much about Bitcoin. I had heard the word here and there, but I knew nothing about it. This was before I got into trading and all. Mm -hmm. I just heard about it every once in a while on social media or from somebody that, that was talking to me about it. But then all of a sudden, when Bitcoin hit 10,000, there was just people like out of nowhere. I remember I was, I was in the army at the time and I was literally out in the middle of a freaking field operation. And somebody said, Bitcoin just jumped from 10,000 to 11,000 in the past hour. It's, it's going crazy. And I was like, what? And then they just like kept talking. And then like four hours later, they're like, Bitcoin's at 15,000 right now. And I was saying, something's weird happening. I was like, 
I was like, if this many people are like jumping on this this crazy buzz and this crazy loudness and noise of the Bitcoin news, mm-hmm. and this and at the same time there's this huge spike happening in such a short period of time, right? People are jumping into the market, and awesome. it's gonna be and and I had a feeling I was like it's gonna be a pump and dump, and I didn't see it go to tw- I wasn't seeing it going to twenty thousand. So when I saw it go there, I was surprised, but I knew at some point it was going to level off because it just was skyrocketing and skyrocketing and it got into too many people's heads. Too many people thought that they could get rich quick after the market had already exploded. And that goes into psychology of trading as well. Like too many people, they'll see this trade posted on Instagram on a telegram channel or something. And they'll get into it a little bit too late because they've already seen that it's 50, 60, hundred pips that it's moved. I'm like, Oh, well, everybody's looking for it to take five, 600 pip moves so I can get in now and I'll still get 400 pips. It's like, no, it's like they got in at that opportune time. They got in when their risk was worth it. You're getting in where your risk is far greater than your reward at this point. And let, let me tell you one, one commodity that people love to do that with gold. Yes, absolutely. Gold is so volatile. I can jump in here. No, gold is one mean mamma jamma. She yeah. does not play fair. Nope. And that's why you have to be extremely patient with commodities. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've shown people strategies to, to day trade cryptocurrencies. And it's all about understanding that cryptocurrencies is a very unpredictable market. Right. But what it does do is consolidate and spike, consolidate and spike. So if you understand the consolidation zones and you mark those on your charts and you set stop trades to activate during a spike outside of that consolidation zone, you can potentially make some good money day trading these currencies. And I've seen some of my students do really, really well today. One of my students messaged me that he made $500 today because he used that stop technique in identifying consolidation zones. So it's not about being the next guru, being the next guy who's going to predict when Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum or any one of these cryptocurrencies is going to shoot up. It's about being educated that, look, it could happen at any time, but if you're prepared for those spikes in the market, then you're giving yourself that, that opportune entry. And it's all about that. It's not about getting in on the hype. It's not about hearing a thousand people say that, that, that right now is the most amazing time to enter because that's usually when is the worst time to enter. Exactly. Once all of, once that, once that FOMO kicked in, it was like a euphoria surrounding the word Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you say Bitcoin? Yes, I have. It's like everybody in their mom heard about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I told myself something isn't right. You know, I seen Bitcoin fall from 19,000 the 18,000 to 17,000. Mind you, at this time, during, during that entire market spike, that was the time of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Off of a $4,000, no, a $6,000 investment in one, in one altcoin, you know, because there's Bitcoins, you have your, your main coins like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and then you have your alternate coins, which are all the other startups, you know? There are over 1,400 different cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So I did invest in one altcoin, a promising altcoin with an amazing team backing that coin. TRX Tronics. Mm-hmm. The founder was Justin Sun. Hey, do do you know the company Alibaba? No, but I've heard about Tron. Yeah. So Justin Sun, his mentor is Jack Ma. Jack Ma owns Alibaba, which is a retail company like Amazon, but they sell wholesale. Okay. Right. The company is valued at over half a trillion dollars. Right. 
535 billion. So Jack Ma's name holds weight, right? Justin's son was behind this token and I got in at the bottom, right? In a four day period in early January, I made 40, my money went up to 49,000 from a $6,000 investment. Wow. That changed my life in the way that I look at money forever. All right. I missed out on the wave with Litecoin. Well, I didn't miss out. I still, I, I was still able to secure gains. You know, I'm grateful for it. Bitcoin, I was still able to secure great gains. I'm grateful for it. But I was not missing out on the golden opportunity once again. I told myself third time's a charm. And indeed, you learn from that, that experience and education over time, which gave you that knowledge to be able to take an investment on Tron like that. So I want to get into a couple topics. What, like, I know other people's psychology, but what do you think is, is the big problem on why people are so persistent to have a bias to where when gold hits 20, I mean, when, when Bitcoin hits $20,000 and it drops down 19, 18, 17, 16, why are people not looking to, you know, close on their gains. So, you know, if you got in at 10,000 and you're at 17,000 now, you know, you have a $7,000 profit, you know, secure your gains. And if you see that next spike, then you can take it. But so many people have this like unrelentless bias that the market can't go against them. And right. what is, what is your best um, advice to people to get that bias out of their head? My best advice is the mark, the market is literally telling you a story, every single candlestick. That's why as a trader, if you know technical analysis and you invest in cryptocurrency, you can make a fortune. Why? Because you hits resistance. Once you see an engulfing candle, guess what? Get out, right? Why? Because that's the beginning of a retracement and every trader knows at the market will come to at least 38.2%. If it does the 23.6 and continue on up, right? But the reason it's so hard for people to do that with cryptocurrency is because the stories that they hear. This 17-year-old invested his life savings that his grandma gave him of about $7,000. Now he's an 18-year-old multimillionaire driving in Lambos. Everyone sees the dream. It's like the American dream, right? But that guy didn't invest and to bitcoin at twenty thousand, obviously exactly. he did at a dollar he invested at ten dollars and got lucky it's, somebody talked to me you know it's, it's about it's about diversifying and he understood that look if i do my research and i find five ten different icos that have good potential and i split up my money the seven thousand dollars equally into them one of them is bound to hit and that's how these that's how these 17, 18, 19, 19 year old people became millionaires, not because they were some guru that that was jumping into the market at a thousand dollars and knew it was going to go to fifty thousand, because they diversified their investing, they did their research, and then they just let the game play out. And then they knew when to cap they knew when to close, they knew when to get out. And that that's the thing. A lot of people, because the cryptocurrency market is based on market sentiment so people think hey i'm gonna have the same story as that guy no you didn't get in at the same time as that guy Stop. get that out of your head a thousand dollars the the reason people hate to diversify is because they feel as though hey it's all or nothing they have a gambler's mentality you're better off going to the casino and playing blackjack or po or casino war 
right? People love that. That's why the casinos make so much money. People exactly why? Because they do it for the thrill. Because they're like, hey, if this one coin pops, as opposed to putting a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there, I could accumulate more tokens. And if this does hit big for me, guess what? All of my eggs are in one basket. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything to fail. They're not thinking in terms of probability, right? Even though you're putting one egg in seven different baskets, you know, you have a better chance of winning, but they want bigger gains. Just like in trading, trading Forex, people can have four or five different trades open, but people would rather over leverage on one setup, trying to hit that home run, trying to double their account, trying to triple their account. And guess what? It happens one time and they get that rush, right? I, I, got, I got this, Real, not realizing that that is just statistics. Mm-hmm. Some statistics are going to give you that that false hope of I know what I'm doing. Exactly. You got to realize that. Do it a hundred times now in a row and see what happens. And I guarantee you, if you leverage 20, 30, 40 percent of your account a hundred times, it's not going to play out well for you. And, and, and the thing is, as long as you're an uh, an early adopter, you have one up on anybody else. This retracement right here, this is not the end of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a commodity. Bitcoin will, Bitcoin alone, not the entire cryptocurrency market, Bitcoin alone will have a trillion dollar market cap. Why? It's a commodity. Once ETFs pass, which is the exchange trade funds, it it basically works like mutual funds, right? So for, for example, you know, with mutual fund, well, with ETFs, you're going to have, you're going to invest into a bundle of securities or a bundle of commodities, right? And based on open and close on a day-to-day basis, you're going to either gain or lose your money, right? Futures is what made Bitcoin pop to 20 grand last year. These experts are predicting ETFs to take Bitcoin to 60 grand, 100 grand. You know, you can't predict those things, but it'll bring the market sentiment a lot higher. And this time, once regulation is in place, because the SEC and the, um, the, CF, the CFTC, they wanna take the do no harm approach, right? They, they're respecting cryptocurrency and the entire cryptocurrency market strictly because they're looking at it as, hey, that's the millennials generation, that's in the millennials version of stocks, right? That, this is our stock market, right? Now, there, give, there are give, more games to be had. Give, give people, because a lot of people don't really understand, and it took me a long time to really understand what a cryptocurrency entails and why there's value to it. Because I have like a little bit of version of like what it is. So I'm going to explain like a little bit on like what I've learned, because I'm, I'm actually, the reason I'm so quiet is because I'm learning a lot from you. You know, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency is not a huge thing for me. But yeah. from what I've learned and the the most generalized metaphor that I can use to explain to people what a cryptocurrency is, is that it's basically supercuter, supercomputers gener- generating, um, you know, encoded information that's storing data and storing data for certain companies that need it for a certain purpose. And when, you, when, you're, when you're mining a Bitcoin, what you're basically doing is you're connecting to that company's database and mm-hmm. organizing data for that company. You know, they're using it for whatever purpose it is that they need for that company, whether it's a huge industrial company, whether it's, I've heard in like an an example, a metaphor of uh, some med coin or whatever, that they use it to gather information from a hospital and then they organize that data so that they can use it in that hospital. 
So it's, is it, is, am I on the right track with, with that's how the value is there? It's not just you turn on your computer and just because your computer's running now, you're making money. Like yeah. there has to be a service for what you're getting and that service is your organizing data for people, am I right? Exactly. So essentially, for example, XRP, Ripple, I'm not sure if you heard of Ripple. Yes. Ripple is basically um, a money transfer service for banks, right? They, they have X Rapid, I believe, that banks are going to use for money transfers. Okay. They're, they're using Ripple to complete these money transfers. All blockchain is, and th this is all blockchain technology, all blockchain is is a public ledger, right? So basically, they say it's decentralized. Why? Because the public can zoom in and it can log into other scan at any time and view any specific transaction. As long as you have that, as long as you have the transaction ID, right, you can look and see, okay, when was this completed? Where was it from? What IP address? Where did it go to? Everything is public information, right? Because people lost trust in the banks. They lost trust, they lost trust in a lot of these di different companies. They, they feel as though shady business was being done. So guess what? With cryptocurrency, you have that public ledger right in front of your face, right? that tells you how many Bitcoins were sent, how many were received, you know, what was the transaction fees, so on and so forth. But different, certain, certain, you, it's a difference between tokens, when something is just a token, and when a coin is its actual own blockchain, right? Okay. So, for example, there's um, a fund token, right? The fund token is on Ethereum is under the Ethereum blockchain, right? But it's just a token built on the Ethereum blockchain. So you use fund tokens to go on their online website and it's virtual gambling, right? But it's it's ran on uh, uh, under the Ethereum ecosystem. It's not it's not standalone on its own. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah, basically the like the Ethereum database mm -hmm. is holding and organizing and collecting the data for this token correct and people are buying and selling this token or using this token which is really based on the value of ethereum to use for some services exactly and that's, and that's where these tokens and that's where these these blockchains are getting their value by organizing data and organizing you know um encrypted codes for whatever the company's purpose is whether it's for bank transactions, whether it's for databases for a huge company, the people are not realizing that the internet's so large and companies are becoming so large that there's a business just in organizing information and organizing their, their online data. Like if you look at how many transactions Apple has to go through every single day and you imagine if there was an automated computer that could organize all of those transactions and help them run their run their company that much more simple that there's a huge value that Apple would be willing to pay for those computers and databases and when exactly. you allow the individual person to build a computer and tap into that database and then they're basically working for for that for that for that blockchain then their computer is hooked up to the same database and is organizing data and organizing data and that's how they're investing into the company and getting tokens out of it correct Exactly. So a way that I can explain, you know, um, Ethereum and the ecosystems built and the, the tokens built on the Ethereum, on an Ethereum ecosystem. Imagine Apple, 
you're the manufacturer that Apple comes to in order to get their cell phone parts, right? Mm -hmm. Apple is worth a trillion dollars. Their production is through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to need more products, correct? Yeah. The more products they purchase from you, the more your, your company's value goes up. Why? Because you're receiving back-to-back -back transaction, back-to-back -back orders from Apple. So let's say you sold 100 parts for $100,000, right? Mm -hmm. Over and over and over again. Guess what's going to happen to your company's value? It's going to skyrocket, right? So think of Ethereum like that. Imagine Amazon, Facebook, Apple, all of these companies being on the Ethereum, on the Ethereum blockchain in a sense. Just speaking hypothetically, as those, you see Apple is worth a trillion dollars, Amazon is worth a trillion dollars, all of these companies are multi-billion dollar companies, guess what's gonna happen to the Ethereum ecosystem? The value is gonna skyrocket. There's gonna be more transactions going on. Exactly, and that's why Ethereum did go up to um, $1,300 last year during the bull run, why? Because all of these new ICOs were launching on the Ethereum blockchain, and, <clears throat> what they were doing during the ICOs, you had to purchase, let's say five Ethereum, let's say you, you wanted to own, you know, 30,000 tokens. They'll tell you, hey, um, it's 5,000, it's, it's one Ethereum per 5,000 tokens. So you will go and purchase six Ether in order to send to that, to an address, and in return, you will get 30,000 ICO tokens. Once those ICO tokens hit exchanges, guess what? Now you can put them on the exchange. Let's say the value went times five. You bought during the ICO stage at five cents, right? With a 50% bonus. So let's say you purchased 30,000 tokens. Now you have 45,000 tokens and the value went from five cents to 50 cents when it hit exchanges. You can sell off right away. Okay. So give, so, give people um, a little bit of information on what exactly is an ICO, an initial coin offering? Because a lot of people, they don't really understand like what this is. And the best way that I like to explain it is it's like taking a company public. Exactly. Know? Like your initial public offering in a company. Exactly. Except, so, Except instead of a broker, like a stock broker, or a huge hedge fund or whatever, mm -hmm. being the one who's taking that company public, it's a huge blockchain that is taking that currency public, correct? Right. So what, what I love to explain, what ICOs are, those are just company startups, right? Think of them as PPOs. Like you said, the public, the, when the public can purchase their, their stocks or their whatever they're investing in for that company, right? Mm -hmm. So ICOs, they're basically, you're, you're investing into the company so that they can go and get, so that they can, let's say, for example, you have a prototype, right? This is, what, this is what my vision is. I have a prototype, but it's going to take X amount of funds in order to go and actually get that main net, right? To hire a staff, because these aren't, you know, everyday people just sitting down, hey, you know, I'm just gonna go and work for these guys. No, these are people coming over from Microsoft, Apple, all of these top companies, Tencent, you know, they, they have different engineers from these top companies, reputable individuals coming over to help build those test nets, to build those main nets. Why? Blockchain, is it, it isn't simple, right? Well, you need computer engineers. The most secure and encrypted database that there is in existence. Right. And that's, that's why Justin Sun, he did hire some of the most intelligent individuals with experience, and they hosted a hackathon. They told everyone, 
try to hack our database, the person that can succeed will get a $100,000 reward. Jesus. Trust me, you can bet hackers tried everything to try to hack Tron's ecosystem. They could not. Why? Because Justice Sun was on his game, making sure each and every investor that invested in Tron, your tokens were safe. No one can hack the Tron ecosystem. It's impossible. It's impenetrable. And is, is, that, what, is that what gives these coin values that are starting up its increase in value? The fact that, that they actually were built properly and have those securities? Like, are the coins that flop out coins that just don't have strong enough databases and just aren't good databases? Or is it just that they're not backed by a good enough company or that Correct. they don't have enough investing? So my thing is, when I look at an ICO, right, the mm -hmm. first thing I need to make sure, there's two main, main things that I look for. Number one is an all-star team. Number two is tokenomics. I'll explain the all-star team first. The all-star team, for example, the reason I invested in Justin Sun, I read the white paper. The white paper is basically everything A through Z that the company plans to accomplish, and they'll give you a roadmap. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll knock this milestone out by quarter one of 2019. We have a seven-year roadmap. Justice Sun had a 10-year roadmap, all right? They'll tell you, we, we're going to do this by that time. Guess what? If that company misses a deadline or, you, you know, they receive that initial funding, you never, heard from, you, you never hear from these companies again. Those people are going to jail. Like, people cannot do that in the cryptocurrency realm anymore. Like, this isn't just a scheme where people grab your money and... Is it regulated and enough now for that to be occurring? Come again? Is it regulated enough now for that to be occurring where people who yes. try to set up a flop coin or ended up getting incarcerated for that? Bit, BitConnect, that's a perfect example. BitConnect, um, <laughs> they were basically... the comp BitConnect was basically you sending in your Bitcoin... And for them to send you, I believe it was a percent, they'll guarantee, let's say you send them 0.5 Bitcoin, right? They'll guarantee you a whole Bitcoin in return um, within six months. You get me? So basically, they're doubling your Bitcoin. It was a scam, right? Yeah, it's, like so, all of these, it's like all of these online Instagram fake accounts or, or email right. accounts that are messaging people saying, look, give us $1,000 and we're going to turn it into $2,000 investing it into bitcoin or investing it into forex or investing it into this stock and we're going to do it for you and we have these professionals that can that can do that for you and then obviously they're just taking people's money and then never contacting them again exactly it was a facade and the sec ordered a cease and um and desist letter they issued a cease and desist letter they had to disband bitconnect bitconnect their value plummeted right okay so so the sec is starting to regulate um bitcoins and cryptocurrencies in some sense it's just not fully adopted and regulated right they the sec just wants to make sure we're protected as investors that somebody isn't just going to grab your money and run off into the wind okay now right. my next question is like as the sec and countries start adopting cryptocurrency more do you see big companies like apple like facebook like amazon adopting these cryptocurrencies one is forms of payment, which I absolutely see. I don't, I don't see that as a question. Um, but more importantly, do you see them adopting it as them using these for monitoring and, and controlling and um, what's the word? Basically, uh, for their personal transactions from company to company, adopting that 
they're going to create this sort this token to monitor Facebook's transactions from from vendor to vendor wholeheartedly I don't see Apple coming out and creating their own currency or anything like that but I do see them utilizing these top cryptocurrencies that are trusted to facilitate within their company right is that, is that what can create those tokens like Come underneath a Bitcoin or underneath Ethereum is that is that what that means like if 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 Facebook works with, let's say, Bitcoin and their branch under Bitcoin, is that what creates a certain token? Well, it wouldn't create a token. They would just utilize that token for the transactions, right? Okay. So essentially a cross-chain transaction. That's what that would be. Okay. Awesome. Right? Awesome. I so, got tons of information from, from this webinar, you know. And, you know, we could sit and talk about this for hours and hours and hours because I just love listening to this and I'm pretty sure everybody's learned a lot. Um, but really quickly, let's go into um, just real quick before we end this. What is the number one thing that you see in the next year for 2019 in cryptocurrency and in the next five, 10 years that you see for cryptocurrency that people should be looking out for? In the year 2019, I would just say continue to trade lightly until you see at least the impulse wave up. Not saying wait and wait to invest at the top of the pump, but at least wait, you know, for regulations to kick in, right? Once you hear ETFs being passed, so the SEC is, you know, they're they're more friendly towards cryptocurrency. They're already friendly towards cryptocurrency, but wait until these regulations are in place, right? Bitcoin is a commodity. Right. So Bitcoin is a store of value nowadays for the year 2019. I would just say be smart with your investments. Right. Look, look at a coin. Make sure you're not investing in a coin that has no value. Right. Look who's behind the coin. Make sure it's an all star team. Right. Do research on at least the top three individuals, whether it's the founder. Their advisory board is extremely important. And also look at tokenomics. Not every coin is going to rise to $20,000. Not every coin is going to be a $100 coin. Not every coin is going to be a $1,000 coin, right? Tokenomics play a huge role, right? What the total supply of the coin is, Bitcoin only had 12 million total coins, I believe. Their coins out here with $100 billion, with 100 billion coins in circulation, with 10 billion coins in circulation. That, that decreases the value then because there's more circulating. Correct. So if you invest in a coin at $2 and, you know, let's say the token, according to the tokenomics, the coin has 10 billion coins in circulation, right? In order for a, for a, 10, for a coin with 10 billion coins in circulation to hit $2, you're talking about at least a 500, at least a, at least a $5 billion market cap. Okay, so it's going to have to have a big influx of, of people into that market. Exactly. So the, the goal is do your research early or wait on a steep retracement. Like right now, you're getting tokens at discounts. But don't, let's say you have $10,000, don't put all 10000 in now. Why? Because the markets may continue to drop. This is all accumulation territory. Because once institutional money comes in, guess what? This market is going right back up, right? Because that was just retail money. Imagine when the big boys, the hedge funds, you know, um, Goldman Sachs, Wall Street, when that money comes into cryptocurrency, listen, pe people think the, the New York Stock Exchange is huge. No, it's not. That's only the U.S. This is worldwide, right? 
this is all the money in the world, right? They're going to have so, huge banking institutions from all over the world, which mm -hmm. can be a good and a bad because once these institutions jump into the market, you have a potential for a huge market manipulation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when there are so many worldwide institutions at the same time, it kind of lessens the strength once there's a large amount of institutions inside of the market. Like yes. when institutions first start jumping into the market, you're going to see market manipulation. Right. You're going to see things like that. But once there is, you know, hundreds and thousands of institutions worldwide that are jumping in and investing into these markets, it's going to be a lot harder for a billion dollar hedge fund to, to manipulate the markets because there's a hundred, a thousand other of these hedge funds also doing the same thing. Talk to me. And that, that's what I love about the cryptocurrency world. As long as you're an early adopter, you get in before them, guess what? You'll be able to catch that pump, pull out your money and wait for a retracement, right? Wait for it to bottom out, put in your funds again. Well, put in your gains, keep your initial investment, keep your initial investment plus some of your gains, right? Put in 50% of your gains, ride that pump again. You never know where these coins are heading towards. Just like imagine investing in Apple, Facebook, or Amazon during, during this infant stage, right? Cryptocurrency is still in this infant stage. This is a multi-trillion dollar market. We're going to take advantage of it just like every other market at its inception. There's going to be pump and dumps. There's mm -hmm. going to be these skyrockets and then retracements. Mm -hmm. just how life is that's just how the world is exactly. you can understand that and identify it you'll be fine in these markets and there's nothing that you really have to worry about you just need to know that it exists and not be ignorant to stuff like that of course. So, so what do you see for like five ten years from now if if you can even give somebody a bigger picture on like what's going to go on with cryptocurrency being so new all i can say is stay tuned five to ten years there will be a lot of regulation Trust me, we will be a multi-trillion dollar market in the next decade. I can guarantee you that because crypto is not dead, right? <laughs> Everyone is just find, finding ways to regulate it so that we won't be scammed, so that our money is protected, so that these hedge funds have custodianship to put the money that we've trusted them with, right? Because without custodianship, these hedge funds cannot touch cryptocurrency. Why? Because if your money was to get lost, it's on them. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on, you know, so much to learn from. And I'm so excited to also have you, you know, partnered with us and be one of our educators on the Pivot to Profit team. So, you know, make sure to check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on our website. Everything is Pivot to Profit. Um, if you got value from this, make sure to click subscribe on our podcast. You know, we love hearing from you. We love seeing that you're getting value from us. Take a screenshot of this post it on your story, share this with your friends. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. And Anthony White, I, you know, man, you're like a brother to me. And I hope to see you, you know, on, you know, our future episodes when we're big time with, you know, tens of thousands of views, because there's going to be so many more people that are going to definitely want to hear from you and hear where cryptocurrency is at at that point. I have the utmost respect for you, man. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be on. Everyone take care. Christian is your guy. Stay tuned. Anyone in Pippin to Profit, you're in the right place with the right individual. Compound those accounts. Awesome, awesome. You know, the pleasure is all mine, man. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great rest of the week trading. Stay tuned for our next podcast. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode four. I hope you guys got value from this Pip Talks. Stay tuned for our next episode. If you guys did get value, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, repost this to your stories on social media, and we will see you guys on episode five. Have a good one. I'm a wolf, I seem poor Never slept on myself, I 